There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, we are not alone this episode. No. This one is extra special. It's going to be extra great. Uh, we have somebody joining us today uh-huh. who is often called the head acorn. Yes. Sometimes he's called, he's referred to as the mate from the other state or mate from another <laughs> state. We have Mr. Maddie Blake on live with us right now. What, Maddie, welcome to Could It Be an Oak Island podcast. Welcome Hi, everybody. Back. Welcome to all you acorns out there. Uh, it's great to see you two in particular. You're looking great. I love your fancy graphics here. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For our podcast listeners, what Maddie's referring to is uh, below our, our uh, portraits on the screen. Uh-huh. We have uh, the Fellowship of the Dig carrying the Ark of the Covenant uh-huh. right on out of the money pit. I'm sure that's where they came from. <laughs> yeah. Right? It looks like Steve's running out there to mark where they found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, welcome. We're going to get into Beyond Oak Island. We're going to get into the Curse of Oak Island. We've got so much stuff to talk about. So I think we should dive right in. Okie mm-hmm. dokie. So, um, but before we do anything else, like we're going to dive right in, but Maddie, how are things going? Uh, great. You know, just, um, we, we finish finishing up here on this incredible season and looking forward to another season. Um, I think it's no secret, you know, in seasons past, um, for you real fans who pay attention to this type of stuff, mm-hmm. um, as the season ends, it's not, it's not even being coy. We really don't know if there's going to be another season because a lot of it has to do with Rick and Marty scheduling and, and, and their emotions. Do we want to continue doing this? And so when I'm pressing them in those season finale specials at the end of every season, we, we really don't know. Um, with the revelation of last week, which we will get into, um, and I really don't know, and, and I look forward to maybe some fans communicating with us here tonight, um, I'm not sure if fans understand how significant the last minute and a half of last week's episode is and how game-changing it is and how this is the moment we've all been waiting for. And it's happened. This is the Oak Island moment. And and the way they brilliantly kind of almost hid it from us and then just in the last minute and a half. Um, and I can tell you a funny inside story about that, personal story about that. So remind me. But to answer your question, um, I've been getting ready, to be honest, for wrapping up this season and then into a season nine. And um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on to your seats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're stoked to hear that, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, it's crazy. Oak Island is just such a it's such a weird phenomenon, but it's just one of the most magical things on TV. It really is because digging for buried treasure is got to be one of the hardest things to do, especially when it's 200 feet underground and you got this great cast. You got uh, an awesome host like you. Um, I don't know. I, there's not, uh, I, you could call it a lot of things, but I, I think I call it a little bit of, uh, it's, it's a little magical. Oh, magical. <laughs> of course. It really is. Oh yeah. So yeah, we will get into uh, what happened last week on the Curse of Oak Island, but uh, something we, you know, one thing I've, I've been dying to talk to you about beyond oak island yeah oh oh my gosh so um uh we have a lot of questions about beyond oak island we have listener questions about beyond oak island great um uh so the first season it's all wrapped up it um 
it aired during the season season eight of the Curse of Oak Island. Like I was immediately followed. Uh-huh. Had awesome ratings. Yes. And, it did. Uh, uh, yeah. It, like you know, uh, one one point five million people watching every single week, and that's just like you know, right after it airs. Uh-huh. You know, that probably doesn't even count the DVRs and stuff. So, um, smash it, love it. Uh, we have some more Robert Clotworthy in it. We love hearing that guy's voice. <laughs> Me too. And, uh, yeah. So uh, eight episodes. Um, I just wanted to just barely touch on any of them, all of them with you, but uh, we'll, we'll start off first with um, actually one other thing. I, I may yeah. do this at the top of the episode. I want to say a quick happy birthday to Michelle Tomayer. Yes. She's one of our biggest uh, supporters. She provides uh, trivia prizes for mm-hmm. us sometimes for our Oak Island trivia. She's a great artist. Um, we just wanted to get that a shout out real quick off the top before I forgot. Her name is Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, this is drilling down and this is your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And yeah, I just wanted to point out, you know, we've got some fellowship here um, in the chat and uh, yeah, Scott said hi. Scott Barlow. What's up, Scott? Scott, how you doing, buddy? In case you didn't know, there's also a Scott Barlow appreciation day every year. It's coming coming up. It's uh, there's one every day in my house. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, May 12th was deemed Scott Barlow Appreciation Day from by Steve Guptill last yeah. year. Yeah, so we made a big celebration about it, and we're going to do so again this year. Yep, this that's awesome. <laughs> yep, all right. So, um, Beyond Oak Island, uh, I just want to say that we love the format, we loved getting to hear from all these experts and um, discussing these legends, these treasure hunts. Um, it's actually a little bit different than a lot of because uh, there are a handful of treasure shows out there mm-hmm. and people going and looking for these treasures and whatever but i love the format how basically the first half of the episode is getting all the background so yeah. much background information oh dumped on us which is great and then you go boots on the ground mm-hmm. i mean so good i mean um it was just it's a I lot of fun a as lot. a viewer mm-hmm. that's it that, that and that's that's um you know, that's a lot of the of what, what the goal is, is to spread these stories and then to, you know, give it his, historical context. And they're almost like mini Oak Islands when you think about it. You know, the, the hunt itself might be completely different. It might be in the ocean. It might be in Europe. It might be wherever. And the details might be different. But the the structure of what we're doing is very similar. You know, we're trying to put a historical context to these things, trying to find common ground, commonalities. Um, and also what maybe we have learned on Oak Island, we might be able to bring to bear into your treasure hunt, uh, mm-hmm. whoever is on the show. So yeah, it's a little bit of a cross cross pollination there and it's fantastic. It's so fun. Yeah. Well, it's fun to watch too. Let me tell you. And then, um, so another thing I just loved about the premise of the show, um, is how the Laginas basically, you know, this is them reaching out to, other treasure hunters to give them a helping hand when they may not, you know, some people over, you know, I don't know, we're treasure hunters and uh, we kind of get looked at like we're crazy sometimes. And sometimes, you know, it just takes somebody to have a little bit of confidence in you, uh, hear what you have to say. And if they like it, great. If they don't, they don't. But it's just so, I don't know, kind of heartwarming seeing them uh, work with all these people mm-hmm. and give them a shot. And it, they're really good stories too. Yeah. Well, there's a definite like kindred spirit thing that happens when you get together with people who, whether they be specifically treasure hunters or just people who love a mystery, you know, I said to that young man, Christian Roper, who was the Jean Lafitte expert. And I think it was uh, the, maybe the first one. I don't remember that we went to Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, I said to Christian, um, he asked me actually, he, he did a, he's doing a documentary. And uh, one of the things he asked me is like, what is it about us? Like, why do we, and I, I said, I think, I think in hanging with Rick and Marty and meeting all you treasure hunters and me being involved and even the fellowship of the dig, the people who tend to stick around, there's like two types of people in the world. And there one type hears a story about a treasure hunt or mystery or adventure and goes like, oh, cool. That's cool. Or, or doesn't care. Uh, and then there's us. <laughs> and we hear a story like that and we're like, wait, what, where, when, how, who, why, <laughs> you know? And I think we are tenacious about that for whatever reason, curiosity, I don't know. So yes, to your point, when people get together in the war room with Rick and Marty and myself, and they're like us, there's like a bond that happens. We're just all on the same page the moment they walk in. Cause we all, we all love a mystery. Of course. Definite kindred spirits. Oh yeah. And Christian, man, that, he is so well spoken. Yeah. He yes. Knowledgeable. We, we got uh -huh. to interview. Yeah, we chatted uh -huh. with him the week after the uh, oh. premiere of Beyond Oak Island. Uh, mm -hmm. We did a just a live stream with him, mm -hmm. and he he's awesome. He's excellent. He was just so full of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he knows his stuff, and I was so impressed by him. And you can see in that episode, if if any of you watch watch it back or watch it for the first time, notice that you can see Rick looking at me and smiling. You yeah. know, he's trying to get my attention. I'm almost like, look at this kid. Look at this kid. Like he liked Christian. You can tell right off the bat, you know, and was impressed by him. And I'm going, oh, wow, this kid. And uh, Christian and I have stayed in, in contact and uh, he's a wonderful young man. I'm, I'm rooting for him and I'm going to help him however I can moving forward. Definitely. I, I think his website for his documentary is trying to do, I think it's sunkensilver.com. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's also on Instagram as he's working through, you know, getting that done. And yeah. Yeah. We went and made a donation to his, um, uh, uh, thing you know we recommend everybody else go and do that too because it's a very very interesting story it's definitely worth telling and it's and it's so fun to hear mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and i'll tell you something else he has in common with rick and marty is that he won't give up he will not yeah. give up if he gets to a dead end or you know if, if it, he'll he will follow the path to where it leads you know he'll follow the evidence sounds like a good treasure hunter to me mm -hmm. <laughs> very good yeah, so uh, that that episode in particular, it had you go to Hendricks Lake in Tyler, Texas. You know, you mm -hmm. hung out with Christian, uh, Gary Pinkerton, Calvin uh, Witcher, oh, sorry, Wilcher, and yep. uh, yeah, you guys had like a, a just an amazing adventure. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, how was it? Like, how was it floating down the the lake and just you know being part of that? I'll tell you how it was. In fact, I'll tell you something behind the scenes. Um, I felt so much in love with the whole thing. That uh, so Cal, who you saw running the dive, and his son, um, they are rescue divers. They're like hardcore, like they're the real deal. And Cal runs a dive school, um, like camp, you know, where you you actually can stay there and go to dive school. And he has a quarry that he has filled with wrecks. So like police divers who rescue people will train there, or they'll go there to practice, and he will train them. Um, and so it's, I think it's a 60 or 80 foot quarry. I forget, maybe 80 feet in the, in the middle. I can't remember, but, um, let's just say 60. Cause I remember there was definitely a part that was 60 feet. I don't know. I don't remember if it goes to 80, but anyway, um, he, he has sunken in there planes, um, boats, uh, you know, so you can actually dive on these wrecks and practice rescues and things like that. So I, when we went and did the presentation that you saw on the air, um, this is actually a really funny story. Uh, so we were a day late 
and I'm I'm in communication with my wife back home, going like, "Oh, it's gonna be another day." That happens sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, "When are you gonna come home?" I'm like, "We'll be a day late." So we're sitting there, and Cal, who runs the school, says to me, uh, "How come you? How come you never dive on the show?" And I said, <laughs> "Well, I said, you know, it, there's a couple reasons." I said, "One is I, I've I've ha- I've been on a dive, but I'm not certified," and. I go, man, this school is so awesome. I would love to do it. You know, and then he's talking about how long it takes, takes to do it. And he's like, well, he's like, we could, if you were just here and staying here and just doing it all day, he's like, we could get you and we could do you in three days, you know, three, four days. (laughs) And I'm going, really? And he's going, yeah. And so we're done. I've got a flight home. It's over. My wife's already mad at me. I'm a day late. (laughs) And I just call and I go, honey, <laughs> can I stay an extra four days? And so I literally like, you know, I'm saying we, we were just at Cal's to do the shoot and I was back in the hotel and I was about to fly out that day. I stayed in Texas for another four days and certified with him and trained under his son. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we did like, and then I'm, I'm my test we dove and it's, it's, it was a great way to learn because it was very little visibility which now makes diving for me so fun and easy. I trained in pretty, you know, it was kind of, kind of difficult because you couldn't see anything. And um, <laughs> we did a compass navigation as part of the test, which divers know you have to do. And um, the guy who was training me, working with me was, I'm, I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him. And I just see him waving him and he's sitting on the wing of a plane. There's like a sunken plane down there. It was just like a, it was just the coolest thing. And uh, I loved it. I got certified. So that's a little behind the scenes of uh, Beyond Oak Island. I feel like there's going to be an underwater drilling down. Uh, <laughs> has to be. Now there has to be. Another tool in your tool belt. Like. That's it. That's it. You got to keep under there to find out. Because didn't uh, Steve Guptill go out into um, the water to mark one of his things? Oh, we yeah. need to see that that point. You know? <laughs> Let's, send mm-hmm. Maddie out there. Let's go. Let's go. It'll, it'll be fun. We can throw some of those dive rings out there, see how many he can get. Yeah. And like I said, now when I dive, it's, it's, I want to say, I don't want to say easy because mm-hmm. you always have to be careful. No dives like easy, but it's just so much more pleasurable because I can see, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I trained under this murky, dark uh, quarry conditions. And so now like Cal said that to me too, the dive school, uh, the guy who runs the dive school, he's, he's mm-hmm. the greatest guy. You saw him on the show. He's hilarious. Yeah. And he's like, Oh man, when you dive now, it's from here on out. He's like, this is actually the best way you could have trained because it's going to be so pleasurable to you. It's every dive is going to be like a vacation, you know. And when I'm on vacation, I try to dive now because of that. So yeah, well, it sounds like he was right. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a, a fun uh, hobby now instead of stressful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Very cool. All right. So um, do you want to play that? Clip? I was going to say we have a couple favorite moments from Beyond Oak yeah, Island. Beyond Oak Island. Great. And we want to let's see here let's look at this one let's see if we can pull it up all right there we are there he is oh there he is he is why are we the sounds all the way down there we go so christian this place is 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 dangerous yeah if if you're in the water right oh just about anything that you find at the lake could be dangerous there's always the potential of alligators. There are four types of snakes that you need to watch out for. There's coral snakes, water moccasins, rattlesnakes, and copperheads. Great. It's the snakes you don't see that you have to worry about. Oh, boy. 
the snakes you don't see you have to work you look very concerned maddie yeah well I'll, I'll give you another little behind the scenes thing that's very funny and and by the way yeah thanks guys like we're on the way to the lake and they're giving me these horror stories about snakes and uh alligators and snapping turtles and all these dangers and that you can't see under the water and and um you know at that point i don't know what to expect and and we get there and we're doing the shoot and I was in a boat with a radio in communication with Cal and his dive team. If you remember the episode and one funny little moment was Christian and I <laughs> were in this boat and I kind of drove it over to the side to be in the shade. And so we're under these hanging like beautiful willow trees. And I go, boy, I like being near the shore a little bit. And he goes, why? I go, cause these water moccasins you keep talking about. And he goes, well, yeah, actually, a lot of bites happen because people are sitting under trees and they drop out of trees also. And I'm like, why would you tell me that now? Because now I can't move because the cameras are rolling and we're doing the shoot. So I'm, I'm looking above me like this and every, now everything looks like a snake. Like, because you got these overhanging things and every little movement in the tree, I think, is a snake is going to drop in the boat. Then he says this. While we're shooting, he goes, uh, so water moccasins, most, most snakes strike and recoil strike and recoil right water moccasins dig in they dig the fangs in so something like 90 percent of people who get a water moccasin bite go into the hospital with the snake on their arm or wherever they're bit the leg mm -hmm. so i'm sitting in a boat he tells me they're in the water and they're above me in the tree and if it if it bites you it's going to latch onto you and you go to the hospital with that i'm like thanks christian let's all have a great shoot <laughs> that's great oh my god well, I, I think christian because that's a good story that is yeah. a great story. <laughs> and, um, so how are you usually with snakes are they fine or you i mean know? you know normal fear i well i don't know people are not scared of them i guess i mean i i don't i don't it would never stop me from doing my job put it that way i don't have a phobia but no i don't want to i don't want to i'd rather not see one i'm from i'm from new england you know what i mean like i'm not good with poisonous snakes you don't want them to fall out of the sky. God, no. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, snakes don't bother me much, but spiders uh, on the other end, that's what, that's what gets me. Can't do them. Mm. Don't even want to look at one. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably better with a snake than a spider. Uh, 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 excuse me, a spider than a snake, but yeah, oh, wow. to each his own. Yeah. Well, well who you. knows? They might stick you in a cave with a bunch of spiders one of these days. I'll do it. Track. I'll do it. If it's, if the oh, Laginas okay. send me somewhere, uh, I'll do whatever they ask me to do. That's uh -huh. perfect. All right. So um, I just want to touch on the next couple episodes real quick of uh, Beyond Oak Island. We had the Wild West Gold where um, Gary went out to uh, Utah to check yep. out Butch Cassidy, mm -hmm. um, possible loot. And uh, that was a very fun episode. Mm -hmm. The following episode, Finders Keepers, was like a revelation. Like Very informative. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, there wasn't any real searching i guess but there were i mean there there so, showed some like footage and stuff of things that happened in the past but um like learning the laws around yeah. the drove stuff and um the possibilities of it being taken from you yeah uh, hard to watch but i mean it's good to know but yeah like that was a that was one of the that was so when we do these specials and, and even with beyond like we talk a lot about what fans want to know that comes up a lot with us. So like you guys know, Derek, you talk with Derek, mm -hmm. so Derek from Prometheus, one of the great, great producers, uh, Joe Lassard, um, uh, John Levy, these guys who, by the way, now you've seen, which we'll talk about in a minute with the special, but um, you know, we honestly do talk. And then of course with Rick and Marty, we have these conversations. We go, what, 
what do people want to know? What are they interested in vis-a-vis? And one of the questions uh, vis-a-vis treasure hunting, and one of the questions we get asked all the time, and I'm sure you guys do too, is what happens if they find something? Mm-hmm. What happens if they find something? And what's the Treasure Trove Act? And what's the deal? And will the government... So that kept coming up. And then Marty, if you remember that episode, had this horror story that he invested in this treasure recovery. And so what what we say to people now is... Because then then, then the, you say, you, you start to freak out and you go, well, wait a second. What if Rick and Marty have really done this? What if they recover the silver? And there's more than that. Will the government still respect their deal? And the answer to that is based on history, we don't know, Yeah. right? If they do pull out the Ark of the Covenant, that's right there. I imagine mm-hmm. Israel's going to show up. I imagine the Secret Service is going to show up. I mean, you know, so, so the answer is we don't fully know. We can tell you what the law is. We can show you what the agreement is, but we don't know until someone actually brings it out how it's going to go down, which is scary. But then Rick said it best. Rick said, well, the alternative is we don't treasure hunt because you're scared someone might take it and break the agreement. And that's who wants to do that. You know what I mean? So that episode was very, um, was trying to answer that question that a lot of people have is like, what's going to happen if they do find it. And it's kind of scary. We don't, we just move forward in good faith and hope, hope people respect deals. Yeah, for sure. That's It's tragic. It's fun to watch, but it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel so bad for, um, I don't remember the name of uh, Rick and Marty's partner. From yes. The- yeah, man. He had such a, like yeah. he found something kind of legendary yeah. and you know, they, the States took it and, um, said it belonged to the French when it was likely Spanish or who knows. I mean, we only know so much from watching uh, 10 minutes of that section on a show, but it's still heartbreaking for him, you know? And then that, that as Marty said, it's, it's, it's foolish in a way by the authorities because then you get people who hear those stories, treasure hunters, and then they figure, well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it for myself because I could get screwed anyway. If I try to follow the rules, uh, they'll come and stop me or take it. So then you get people on the other side of the spectrum, like the story that Gary told about those two Brits who tried to uh, lie about what they found and, and keep a little bit or keep a lot, actually. And um, I forget the exact numbers, but, you know, they would have kept like, in other words, they they said they found so much. I forget the exact numbers. They said they found like, say, what I'm going to make this up, like one point five million. And they mm-hmm. had found they had found like. Three. Mm-hmm. And so just for that extra little gap, they were trying to kind of cheat. They ended up losing it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, if you're just sure. taking the 1.3 or 1.5 and just ran with it and done it the right way, you would have each been millionaires. But because they tried to hide it, they they lost it all. And I think went to prison, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 I don't look good in orange jumpsuits. So. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, I got 10 bucks on. No. <laughs> uh, the next episode we had of the. Uh, uh, Beyond Oak Island, it, it was about the lost dust, Dutchman's curse. Oh yeah, in the Superstition Mountains, tons of fun to watch. Uh, that was another uh, episode where uh, Gary went boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, uh, is that in Utah as well? Mm-hmm. Stuff happened in Utah. There's a lot in Utah. It's crazy, there's a, and there's a lot more in Utah too. Yeah, I, I believe it. The next episode was Deepwater Gold, and it had you teasing that there's going to uh, be a, or no, uh, sorry, Rick was teasing you that maybe there's going to be 
uh, wasn't Marty. I think it was Marty teasing you that there was going to be a, a recovery of treasure on, on Oak Island and they might need John Chatterton to go down and get it. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he was a big part of that episode. So fascinating. So much fun to see him again because we don't see him every season on the Curse of Oak Island. Right. So it's good to know what he's up to and um, because he, I think he's kind of a fan favorite. Well, I mean, that guy, I still have nightmares about diving in 10X. I don't, I don't know, you know, that's a whole different deal. Um, that That's a zero visibility cluster. Now, here's the, so you ask if I'm scared of snakes, like, moderately normally insects whatever I, i'll do it all claustrophobia now now that's rough for me so <laughs> I, i'm definitely claustrophobic so watching him do that dive and and get into the small spaces he gets into i, I don't know how he does it yeah that's a tough one i, I noted him as an elite treasure hunter because mm -hmm. that's what he is he's yeah. elite so um one of my favorite episodes of uh, beyond oak island was the civil war gold mm, yeah. and <laughs> The one where you got to go back to Utah and uh, check out um, the connections with Jesse James, the Knights of the Golden Circle, and the Lost Confederate Gold with uh, Warren Jelter and uh, Desert Detective Holly Remkiss. Yes. And that was, a, that was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Warren Gettler and uh, Holly. And that episode was incredible. I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be honest, that um, I, I, was, I was shocked during the filming of that like, I, I, you know, I was, I was trying to be, um, open-minded. I did not doubt that there might be gold where these people think it might be. Cause I have no reason to not believe or to believe it, to be quite frank. I don't know enough about it. Researched it on the trip down Red Warren's book. Now here's what gets interesting is the, the man in Warren's book actually found treasure gold breaking this code the civil war uh knights of the golden circle code he had a number and it finally made sense to him that it was a measurement not a date it was a code and he went to make a long story short he followed that last piece of the puzzle and he pulled up a um yeah i think it was like a i can't remember like a copper kettle or something they used to use of gold confederate coins wow so the story reads unbelievable and i put that in quotes until you realize this guy actually did find treasure yeah. so i kind of was like all right might there be treasure sure but this whole thing about a cabal of generational guardians who know it's there and this whole history of the south and the rising up again maybe someday or a you know a confederate leaning group that just seemed like movie stuff to me until <laughs> we got into the desert deep hours into the desert and started to have kind of some weird things and see some really weird things that that warren basically said we might see and that holly said we might see we started to see it now i want to clear something up too because a lot of people were saying um in the show there's a there was a lot of carvings a lot and there was a lot of things to decipher we couldn't show you everything so I just want to make something very clear. A lot of people sent me like these <laughs> angry screen grabs going like, well, that guy's name, he was a local guy back then. So how dare you infer that? Okay. Understood. But what, what Warren's point is, is just because it's someone that we can identify and a date we can identify like you idiots. It was just the guy's birth date. He was a local uh, Mormon and you thought it was some magic code. Well, they would use things like that as code. 
So they would use names. They would use what looked like birth dates, um, all that type of thing. Now you might not believe Warren's, or it's not Warren's theory. You might not believe this Confederate gold conspiracy, this uh, Knights of the Golden Circle con conspiracy, but we know they existed. And we know that they did these things because when they captured one of the, one of the leaders, he had a manifesto, basically notes of, of how they did what they did you know, on his person. They arrested him. Union soldiers arrested him and he had notes of these codes and where they, how they hid things and things like that. So that's historically true. So um, I just want to make that clear because we never said like, oh, this James Fenimore name carved in the rock. That means it's Confederate. You know, that, that means something. We know who Fenimore was. Um, but it just might be they use things to to throw people off, possibly, maybe. So it was really weird. And then we got buzzed by a couple trucks, and mm -hmm. Holly got shot at. Not not during my shoot, but she she had been shot at before. So um, it's it's eerie stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yikes. Well, speaking of that, do you mm -hmm. have a clip of uh, this to show? Does this symbol mean anything to you, Warren? Well, this is a symbol that's been used before in treasure sites. I mean, it's it's kind of a, to me, implying that there could be a treasure inside of a cave or a tunnel. Hey, 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 who is that? Did you guys see that truck? Well, that wasn't you guys, huh? That truck, I'm sorry, I don't interrupt. That truck was tinted windows, black, no tags. And it just out of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Definitely looking at us. This kind of thing happens all the time when you're out at KGC sites. Yeah. Helicopters sometimes, tinted window vans. You never know. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? It happened. It happened twice. It happened, uh, which we didn't capture. It happened. He, he went back by us, which you see. But then on the other site we went to, we got buzzed. When we arrived, a guy went really fast by us. Uh, out again, you're out. We're out hours, hours drive into the desert, and in the middle of nowhere. And this guy buzzed us at a high rate of speed. And I remember one of my producers kind of was like, "That's rude," but we didn't think anything of it. We just thought it was a whatever a truck out there. And then when we packed up at the end of the day, all the equipment was done, was gone. Boom! We get buzzed right by us again. And and my producer said, "That's the same truck." That when we got here, buzzed by us at a high rate of speed. I said, come on. And we had all the cameras packed. I was like, oh, damn it. So, uh, you know, you didn't get to see that. But yeah, so it happened at two different sites twice. It happened. They went by us one way and then later by us the other way. And that truck that you saw that you did see on the show stayed idled, parked way out in the horizon line. We could see its headlights just like uh, probably two miles away, just, just parked facing us. Now, look we're not saying who it is. I'm, I don't know. I have no way to contextualize that or, but it was somebody and it was weird and it felt weird, especially given what Warren had said. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But scary moment because you're yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. Who knows, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. I, I'll be honest. It kind of pissed me off. Like if, because like if, if, if that's what it is and I'm not saying it, it is again, but if that's what it is, I got angry. I'm like, so this is some, uh, confederate sympathizing generational watcher of this treasure watching me like you know i got mad i got like my my boston up you know what i mean i didn't like it i wanted to like go confront the person and be like what are, what are we doing um 
odds are it could have been a bureau of land management. Although Holly said they're usually those trucks are are labeled as such. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have the BLM logos on that. And she's local. She's like, I know what they look like. So it wasn't them. Um, could have been local person out who doing who knows what, but we don't know. Yeah, well, it made for a good uh, drama and suspense. It did. On a TV show. It did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wasn't <laughs> mad at. Ha- I was. I was mad that I was being watched. I wasn't mad it happened. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's cool that you're able to capture it, but go away. Let these people let let you and your team and um, your colleagues out there do what you came to do. You know. Right. But whatever. Um, the last episode of the season was Montezuma's treasure, and uh, that was another. Aztec gold in Utah. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like a broken record with Utah. So much. Utah I know. Stuff. I know. A lot of land. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, we do have a question from one of our listeners, Tara Lorraine, and she asks, well, since uh, Beyond Oak Island was so good and successful, are there any plans for another season of Beyond Oak Island? Great question, Tara. Thank you. Um, I can tell you this, that it was a very successful first season. The numbers were great. The response was great. Um, I am proceeding as if there's going to be a season two. I am working and looking for interesting treasure hunting stories. I know Rick and Marty are always looking and listening for interesting stories. There has been no announcement from the network, but I am proceeding as if there will be. So in case that day comes, we've got the stories and we're ready to go. Um, and the worst comes to worst. I've just learned about a awesome, bunch of awesome treasure hunts for myself. Right. So <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm proceeding in confidence that there will be, I would advise if you are fans of beyond Oak Island, you do the same. I'd be very confident that there will be a season two. And when that announcement comes, if it comes, hopefully it comes, I will, I will history channel will make it and it'll be on all my social media and things like that. So, uh, I, I I'm optimistic. Well, we're sure crossing our fingers for you because it was a lot of fun to watch. It's a great companion to the Curse of Oak Island. Agreed. I mean, uh, who doesn't love the Curse of Oak Island? Or everybody is sad when the Curse of Oak Island, when it gets to the top of the hour and the show's ended. But then we go right into more Rick and Marty. And then we get Maddie and Gary sitting around the table and they go on these amazing adventures. I mean, it's good stuff. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Cool. Um, yeah, we do have another question about Beyond Oak Island from our uh, listener, Amy Schultz. She mm-hmm. says, hey, Matty, would you ever consider having Dustin and Deidre on Beyond Oak Island to discuss their involvement in treasure hunts they have been on and have created? What, what a great question, Amy. <laughs> I totally would. I to- I think that I think that whole armchair treasure hunt thing is really interesting. Um, as a matter of fact, you guys taught me that term. We, we were I knew of one in Boston um, and I was looking into it one of these armchair uh, or the guy was from Boston. And I, I said, I, I remember saying to my producer, like there's a bunch of these that people like just leave them. And of course that really famous one um, mm-hmm. that was solved. Uh, and then you guys use that term. And I'm like, boy, that's a great title for an episode, man. So I would say stay tuned. I mean, I, I totally would be game for that. I don't, I don't make that decision by myself, but if I'm interested in it, it goes a long way. I think it's a fascinating part of the story. I also think uh, something I've been keeping my eye on and doing some research on because I think it would make a great uh, episode too, is kind of this whole new thing going on digitally um, where people are losing passwords of a cryptocurrency and things like that. That's kind of a, I was calling it a virtual treasure hunt, if you will. I think that's very interesting. So there's a lot of way uh, directions we we could go if there's, if there's more seasons to come. Definitely. Well, we hope that there's a season two, a season three, 
a season 10. I mean, as long as the curse <laughs> of Oak Island keeps going, even if, even if you guys do find the Ark of the Covenant out there, maybe beyond Oak Island could just keep going. Hey man, I, I've, I've said that from day one, people go, well, what if they find the treasure and the show's over? They're going to keep, I said, wait a second. If these guys, if you're telling me you couldn't suck out another couple seasons mm-hmm. on what happens to them after they find the largest right. treasure in human right. history, I promise you, I can make a really good season television minimum one just on that alone. What happened to everyone afterwards and what the process is. And if governments try to come and take it, I mean, that's, that that's phenomenal. I, I don't think it needs to stop if they find it at all. Yeah, and then you catch up with everybody on the fellowship. You're like Jack Bagley. You found the uh, the Ark of the Covenant a uh, year and a half ago. Where are you at now with your life? And then it shows. You know, it's just yeah. oh man, it, it would be so good. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like think about that. Just think about that for a second. The last episode of the Curse of Oak Island, they find something beyond our wildest imaginations, and then the show ends. You'd yeah. be like, what? Wait, wait. But what happens? What happens then? You know. So yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I guess we'll all just stay tuned and cross our fingers that we get more beyond. And um, at like you know, we're, we're always crossing our fingers that they find some big treasure on Oak Island. And, and let me just say, in terms of being optimistic, the number one thing we have going for us is that Rick and Marty loved it and they love okay. doing it. And they're, yeah. interest, they're interested in uh, new stories. They're interested in treasure hunts and people who are trying to solve mysteries like they you know, who were inspired by their childhood tales they heard or things like that. So, you know, um, if, if God willing, their schedules permit and we can put something together, I'd, like I said, I'd be optimistic. Yeah. Well, like you said earlier, you could see the look on like, especially Rick's face um, talking to Christian Roper on the first first episode. He just, he sees himself in this kid and he wants to do everything he can to help him and others like him. Well, yes. not well, he, he was a kid. I think he's like 22. Yeah, no, you, you can call him a kid. I could be his dad. Literally, quite literally, I could be his father. His father's only a few years older than me. It's disturbing. <laughs> well, he's a good guy. I, he's a great, um, he's a great he's young a great guy. And he is smart. He's wicked smart. Wicked smart. All right. So, um, drilling down. Yeah, drilling down. We should probably um, head into that. So. Yeah, before we do, mm-hmm. I do have one question about Boston. Yeah. Um, we, we briefly touched on it last time, but uh, we did have a question from Bobby Monfit, um, one mm-hmm. of our listeners. He said, uh, ask Maddie if he misses WAAF. <laughs> my favorite local rock station here in Boston. And uh, he, he used to do Maddie in the morning. So he misses you. Well, there's, I, there, thank you, uh, Bobby. I'm, I miss doing it for people like you who got what we were doing. My partner and I were kind of doing an anti-radio show in a way. We were, <clears throat> we were kind of like breaking all the rules and just doing what we wanted to do. And, um, but it was a. I, I think I, I think I said this last time I was on with you. Actually, we had a one-year contract. They extended it to two, and then the station ended up flipping format and getting sold. Yeah. So that kind of ended the radio run. But it was two really fun years. Yes, I do miss it. Um, but it's actually probably doing people more good now because it's a Christian station, not a, uh, death metal station. So it's probably improving, <laughs> probably improving lives, but, uh, I do miss it. We had, a, we had a ball. It was like, we were just belly laughing every day. The only time it got hard was trying to do Oak Island. And then after a long day on Oak Island, I would go do the radio show in the war room by myself at night. And that was grueling. Those were like. 16 18 hour days and um it was tough to try and be funny on the radio for four hours after like pounding the oak island all day you know what i mean on my feet in the heat so that got tough yeah. between yeah. that and beyond and yeah just it, very it was busy. a lot 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he does the rated P for paranormal. That's, podcast. Right. that's right. My podcast. That's right. Speaking yeah. of podcasts, have you ever thought of doing your own Oak Island podcast? It well, it has come up. You guys are doing such a great job. We figure it'd be superfluous. No, it, it has come up. Um, I would say um, that's a that's a possibility maybe in the future. But we would a rising tide floats all boats, so we would all help yeah. each other, and it'd be wonderful if that day were to come. Definitely. Yeah, um, like I think there was, um, oh, what was the name of that show? There was, um, it, it followed the Curse of Oak Island for a couple of seasons. Um, the Black Book or oh, um, uh, Project Secret? Blue Book. No, oh, Project, Project Blue Book. Book. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, they had an official History Channel podcast for. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like now, um, Maddie Blake would be like killer having a recap or some kind of like follow-up podcast well Um, i can tell you if that happened i would be hosting if history did do that i would be hosting it uh but there's there's a lot of things at play with that so we'll 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 see i think it could happen right now everything's so crazy that it's like you know it's it's uh yeah we'll see (laughs) you're a busy guy (laughs) (laughs) we even saw you in a few commercials this year so you've been busy pandemic (laughs) yeah yep yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, one of our listeners named Julie York, um, she this goes into like kind of like having a little more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there a drilling down every week? You know, we love all the extra depth of info you bring us. Should we start a peti- petition? <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> thank you very much, Julie. Uh, and thank you too. Um, well, to be quite honest, I would say because there's two reasons mainly, I think, in my opinion. And one is that drilling down has evolved over the seasons. So it's kind of something that we're we're figuring out as we go. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, right. So it's like, well, this season we'll do this special and this special and this special. Um, And the other reason is that the production, as you saw in the behind the scenes special, producing the Curse of Oak Island (laughs) is such a massive undertaking. If I was there every day, trying to do drilling downs, it would be virtually impossible. I'd be in the way. Uh, you know what I mean? It just, it's just, I'm glad you guys got to see that special because you got to see how kind of in the way I was. Mm-hmm. And I am when I'm on, the, I'm telling you it's happened a dozen times or more. Like every week I go, we're filming something and we have to like immediately stop because we're in their shot or I'm talking and they're having a thing or, you know what I mean? So it would be, to do it weekly i think a to be quite honest i think people will get sick of me i think i think i think they would get sick of of me kind of getting involved too much i think it's i think it's laid out on purpose so that when little too much information's coming after like three weeks or four weeks like wait wait a second we got to catch up here and then i come in and i go All all right it's been a busy month what do we got you know what i mean i i think the producers probably think it works better that way and i i tend to agree well but you guys got a good system. I, you know, it's funny. I was looking up um, the description of like what my DVR or like Xfinity cable box says mm-hmm. about yeah. um, drilling down. And it says a studio talk show that is companion to the Curse of Oak Island. And I'm like, it's been a while <laughs> since it were basically a studio six talk years show. old. <laughs> six years old. <laughs> Pretty good, though. Yeah. 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 I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So, um, you had a few specials this season of uh, drilling down. Mm-hmm. We had, let me take a look. I got a little list here. So hold on to your seats was something that was like before the season started, you showed off a lot of cool things that we uh, didn't see for a while. And then they, they popped back in. 
suddenly um, <laughs> when we were least suspecting it sometimes. And um, like, I, I know Diesel was fixated on that episode. So um, what <laughs> are you talking about the first one? Yeah. And what did it say at the beginning as far as how big the stone road is before we even heard about the stone road? Yeah, he said Spooner had said something about it being like three or 400 feet long mm. at yeah. that point. And I'm going, okay, we know that they filmed in September because <laughs> we saw the note on the, uh she dissects it all <laughs> yeah, you, know, I'm like, okay, so you don't miss a thing i know that that was c9 that right. that came out of and if he said that it was this long then that means this road they've already found is mm. way longer than we realize mm. Yeah. Mm. I well <laughs> i i think the one okay so like there's two things going on so like the swamp you've got you know the paved area right You've got, you know, this ship anomaly or the anomaly that we think might be a ship. Now that, that, if I remember correctly, was 200 feet long. Yeah. And then the, the stone road, as you saw, it was like, uh, like 70 by 20, let's say 70. I, th I think that's what it was like 70 feet long by 20 feet or something like that. So yes, like, sir. that's kind of what you saw on TV. That's that, that the road itself. The road, yeah. So now we know then that it extended and we don't know how far up in the uplands it extends or if it goes back to the paved area. So really, if he's thinking, if he's thinking of like the anomaly, let's say that's 200 feet of something that we don't know what it is. It was, it was there it showed up in a scan, but we don't know what it is. But if you take the totality of everything. It, um, so in other words, it's kind of a misnomer to talk about the stone path of the stone road. Cause yes, you did see that and it was very dramatic and it looks like a Roman cobble road and that's, but that's mm -hmm. only, that's only about 70 feet, but this thing seems to be continuing and moving. And, and so mm -hmm. you really could say it's, it's hundreds of feet. Cause we honestly don't know what it's attached to. Right. Mm -hmm. And if it's part of that stone road that we saw, so there's kind of my long winded way of saying there's kind of no real, uh, square footage you could put to it because we don't know how long it goes. We don't know what it's attached to. We don't know its purpose. We don't know if it's a separate stone anomaly than some of the things they're finding. So mm. anything to try and give it specific dimensions would be kind of a guess, right? Yeah. So we know what 20 by 80 for the stone road <laughs> and then 20, the what I it was 20 by 80, not 70. Okay. Yeah. 20 by 80. And then okay. they're all the way up past Nolan's peninsula right now. <laughs> right. The, V'd off, right? Like, it's, un, it's and, unreal. And then the what I call the swamp parking lot, <laughs> right? And then and, you know we have the eye of the swamp, and then the stone trench that has shown up, like, right? This this is bananas. And 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 by the way, that that area twelve hundred A.D. was a date. I mean, that's just that's just insane. That's insane. That's insane. Like, yeah, what? I'm saying that well, lately too. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. It really is. And um, so. One thing that I wanted to chat about um, was this being all happening in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Right? Like it's insane that they did so much this year on so little, um, you know, they had to change all their plans uh -huh. yep. and they're still able to do so much. It's, it's insane. Those guys just never stop working. Right. Yeah, man. It's, it's like one of those situations in life where have you ever had like a Christmas or something or a party planned? Right. And you have all these grand plans for it. And then something happens. Let's say a vacation. And you've got all these grand plans for this huge vacation that you've planned. And then maybe weather or something happens or the plans are changed or whatever. The electricity goes out. And, and 
you then are forced as a family to kind of just like play board games by the lake because you all your grand plans were ruined. And a lot of times when that happens, you look back on it, you go, you know what? That was the best three days of the vacation or that was the best part of it that because we focused, we were together. We did, we weren't, we didn't try to do things. We just were spontaneous. And I literally think that that's like a microcosm example of what's happened on Oak Island this season. They didn't have these massive digs. They couldn't have these massive digs, you know, at the beginning of the season premiere, they were talking about, do we do this, you know, targeted drill versus the big dig? Well, the big dig was taken off the table. Any big dig was taken off the table. The massive caissons were taken off the table. So what they were forced to do was literally like kind of dive into the details and do less. But because they did that, it was painstaking. It was detailed. It was thorough. And they ended up making more discoveries than ever. And let me give you the prime example of that. Because again, it happened in the last minute and a half. (laughs) If you're not focused and targeted as they were, someone like Dr. Ian Spooner you know, if there's a massive dig going on and all hands are on deck and they're building another coffer dam and, hey, let's dive out into the waters and try a dive with Maddie, whatever. If you've got all this massive stuff going on, someone like Dr. Ian Spooner might not take the time to go, you know what we should do? We should do one of these water tests that we do. And then Marty goes, oh, yeah, we've done that drilling when I was in, in energy, in the energy field. Like, well, that's a that's a scientific test that could work. And then he's got the time and the resources to do it right. And look what happened the moment i mean the earth shattering moment so yeah i think i think it was a blessing in disguise yeah yeah, yeah. That, that last <laughs> minute and a half was insane like when we got over i just went on to um our facebook group and just said that was a wow episode like it's, it. cap- it, 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 it's wow. the i'm telling you it's 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 like the moment of oak island that we've been I, it's one of again like it's like tom brady we say here in new england like i don't think we we didn't realize what we had because mm-hmm. we're living through it, right? Like this is never going to happen again. Someone this dominant, like we we would, like, we went to nine Super Bowls. It doesn't happen, and and you kind of don't realize it. And guys, guys, Oak Island fans, Acorns, listen, we have scientific <laughs> proof that there are precious metals in the money pit. Okay, now now listen, can they get it? Is there some weird anomaly that this is going to turn out that wasn't that? I don't know sitting here. I don't know. But we we had Dr. Ian Spooner say there is large amounts of silver in the money pit. If I told you that was going to happen on day one of this season, you'd be you'd freak out, right? You'd lose your minds. <laughs> this is huge. Yeah. This is it huge. Is, it is beyond huge. It's so crazy. Like when you think of people like Dr. Spooner, mm-hmm. he was working with uh, Dr. Lukeman and we have like other professionals, you know, all the archeologists, other these doctors. Pe- yeah, yeah. These people are not going to put their reputations on the line to like, just spend something for a TV show. Right. They have hard data that they're showing us and we need to be excited about it. Cause if you're not like, well, well look, it's either, it's either there or it's not like, in other words, in other words, it's either there in the sample or it's not, and it's there. So yeah. now can they get it? We're gonna we're gonna get more into that later, and I have a season finale special coming up the week after the main show season finale, where I'm gonna real you know me I'm gonna like hammer them on <laughs> what does this mean, yeah. you know is this real all that. But uh, I'll yeah. tell you, I think that that moment when Doctor Spooner in the war room, the way he presented that, and the way he said, you know, do you believe there's 
treasure in the money pit. And they, cause that's the type of stuff you discuss on Oak Island all the time, right? right. You have these, I do that all the time. I ask the rhetorical questions. Do you really believe Rick and Marty, you know? And so they're kind of, you can see, you can really see the transition of Marty kind of going like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I've come to believe. And, and Dr. Smithers goes, no, I'm serious. And I got chills talking about it right now. I've got goosebumps all in my arms. He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Cause he knew what he had. He knew what he had in that moment. He knew what he was sitting on. Right. So, um, it's just a phenomenal moment in Oak Island. So that war room, that moment's going to go down in history, I believe, as the, as the, this is just my opinion. I think that moment of Dr. Ian Spooner saying, do you believe there's treasure in the money pit? No, I'm serious. I think that's going to be the number one moment in Oak Island history, the game-changing moment, the thing. It's it. I, I believe that. Well, it was remarkable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's unbelievable almost because like we've been waiting for years and years and teacher and I realized that treasure hunting, you know, is not an easy task. We're okay with waiting a long time because you have to, uh, it, it's not easy. That's just the fact of the matter. Mm -hmm. But man, when you hear something like that, it gets you so excited. You saw how excited Marty was. Oh. Like that was genuine. Oh yeah. Cause he likes science, right? Marty likes science. And this is a test by the way that he knows about because he's an energy guy, right? Yeah. So this is a test they use in, in, in endeavors like that. Not, this yeah. wasn't, this isn't a test that was made for treasure hunting. You know, this is a scientific test that they do where they test water for, for, for metal, for trace, you know, they're picking up traces of metal. So this is science that we know could be applied to treasure hunting or Dr. Spooner knew he could apply to, in this case, treasure hunting. Now ask yourself this too, if there are, as he said, Gerhardt truckload full of <laughs> silver in the money pit, which is exciting. Um, if think of what that explains, think about it, think about all the finds, think about tunneling tools, think about high end shoes, <laughs> think about yeah, high end yeah. artifacts. Who's, who's hanging out on an Island. If there's silver, large amounts of silver on that Island, right? It yeah. explains so much. It really does. If it's there and if you can get it, <laughs> yeah, well, we, we hope that. <laughs> we, we, we want to see you guys succeed so bad. Right. Um, yeah. One thing we didn't get this season were, that we would typically, you know, if, if there was no pandemic, we probably would have seen a lot of uh, Vanessa yes. and Danny from ROC, you know, doing some big digging. Miss and them. We really miss them this year. Seriously. I love Vanessa. I emailed Vanessa um, just recently because one of my, I'm, I'm, uh, it's kind of a long story, but I've, I've been doing this thing as I approach 50, where I'm checking off things off my bucket list, my life bucket list, like things I've always wanted to do. Um, so a few years ago, I started taking drum lessons, which is a very adolescent thing that I always want to do since I was a kid. And so I'm like this, I'm like the guy in Step Brothers. I got my, I got a drum set. I took drum lessons. I don't, I got my diving certificate, which I always wanted to do. And all these things I'm adding. And one of the things I really want to get into, because I've done it in the past is horseback riding. I love horses, but I just don't have the, so I literally emailed her like, can you give me, <laughs> cause she loves horses. And she's like, yeah. I think, I think she boards them. Right. Um, yeah. so I asked her a bunch of advice and like how to do, cause there is a place near me where I can go do it. And I'm going to start riding horses. Like, but really, like, I really want to really learn how to ride. And the place was <laughs> shut down because of COVID. They weren't doing that type of riding. So, yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm going to do it, but I, I love her. She's, she's awesome. Vanessa's awesome. Yep. She always brightens up the screen, her and her uh, fellow ROC peeps. That's yep. right. Great company. Yeah. Great people. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we had an interview with her last year and she told us, yeah, well, yeah, they talk about a big dig. That's something we're capable of doing. So yeah. I, I'm hoping uh, they do that. And speaking of 
at the end of the uh, Hold On To Your Seats episode, you're standing at the money pit with a group of guys, including Steve Guptill. Yes. And what did uh, what, I was, what Steve I'm trying to, to remember? You said at the money pit? Yeah, weren't they standing around the money oh, pit? Oh, yeah. So they were at the money this pit. This is another we were one of DJ's favorite moments. C9. And you kind of almost lost it when oh, yeah. he said this, that he <laughs> said <laughs> yeah. they need you to big dig, but he thinks they need to go 200 feet around. <laughs> Yes. And 230 deep, <laughs> hysterical. Yeah, amazing, uh, amazing. So, were well, you on board with the Guptill dig? I was until well, I'll tell you, I, first of all, he he was right to feel that way because they had just made some great discoveries. I think what uh -huh. was it? They, they, I mean, they pulled they pulled wood up from 181 feet deep mm -hmm. that predated the money pit discovery of the yeah. money pit. So that's the deepest, that's the deepest, oldest wood that they have found. So I don't blame him for being very excited. Oh, yeah. Um, when I kind of changed my tune on that was, you know, I've, well, I have to be careful because I don't think you guys have seen this yet. Let me, can I just tease it this way? Easy. I've changed, I've, I've changed my mind about the, the big dig a little bit um, because it's something that I ask Rick and Marty about directly and, and you'll see it in, in the upcoming season finale special. So um, they have a lot to say about it. Cool. Yay. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, that was just one of Deidre's favorite moments because yeah, it's you look hilarious. At, you, and then you guys yeah. all look at Craig because he's, <laughs> like, he's yeah, like, like uh, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> what a Dunfield go a hundred feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny though. All right. So um one of the other uh, specials you did was uh, Gary Drayton's top finds, which was a <laughs> lot of fun because it's always fun to see all the crazy and awesome stuff that he, mm -hmm. he's found over the years. Yeah. Um you did do a Dan Blankenship's Oak Island special. Loved that it. That was awesome. Loved it. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes that you ever did was the Oak Island Secret Weapons mm -hmm. from, uh, was that last year? Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so good. And it got us, it, we got to know the fellowship a little bit better. That was so good. And I think everybody responded really, really positively to it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's another reason you should do a podcast, Maddie, because you could get you mm. know these guys on and get to know them a little bit better. If you can get let us know them a little bit better, oh man, I agree. We can get some of them on, but man, yeah. or you could just send them all to us to do it. All right, okay. fine. fine. If they're not gonna, if I'm not you. doing one, I'll send them to you. <laughs> you could tag team the interview with us, man. It'd be great. Absolutely, rising tide, rising tide, all boats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the Dan Blankenship's Oak Island is so good, and then the Oak Island connection, uh, covering some like Samuel Ball and um, local. Uh, history and locals was so good. And then like we just saw it last week, the making of the curse of Oak Island, mm. man. So cool to see behind the scenes. It was um, really amazing. I you know, one of the things I love to see mm. was you, when you sat down with the producers at the very beginning of the episode, you see the wall behind you full of like big post-it notes or something that had all of these ideas for the season. And so naturally we pause and I like, try to look at them all. And one of them said something anything. about, uh, Marty and Rick going to um, Yarmouth, I think, to mm -hmm. look at the ninety a, a, a possible image of the ninety foot stone. And I'm like, where's that? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, if you didn't see it, it, it you know, a lot of different variables there. Uh, it either hasn't aired yet, or it didn't happen, or it didn't it wasn't what they thought it was, or whatever. You never know, because uh, like th those are yeah. There's a lot more ideas than what you see. Um, right. <laughs> but that last time I was on with you guys, I, I remember you asked me my favorite drilling down special, which is like picking your favorite child. Luckily I only have one child, so it's easy, but um, this vaults right to the top be, behind the scenes because I've always a, because it's what I get asked about most. Now it used to be about theories and what is Oak Island. 
in the early years. Now it is absolutely about the production. Like people want to know how it happens. Is it scripted? What, you know, who does this? How big is it? Where do they stay? Like all those questions constantly. And so this special was an answer to many of those questions. I hope a dispeller of some myths and I hope a look into how hard the team works. And that's why it's my favorite because it showed off the guys who I know make it happen. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, the guys who make me look good. If you think I'm a good host, it's because they set me up for success. They are so good at what they do. And I mentioned it to you last time I was on with you guys. You, I, I, th- I, I think it was this podcast. I said my favorite thing about the whole experience is the, the relationships with the people behind the scenes and with the fellowship, the team themselves, the dig team. Um, and I hope that showed like, these are the people I'm talking about. They are from, from John Le- Levy, the guy who was running me around the Island, uh, you know, to Joe Lassard, who you saw with the LA, he had the LA Dodgers cap on. He's like yep. Kevin protege, uh, Kevin Burns himself, who we lost. Um, these are my uh, Derek, who you deal with um, behind the scenes. These are my brothers and sisters, and I'm so happy they got to shine and they got to be on camera. And um, I, so this vaults up to number one for me because it was their time. Well, they totally deserved it. I mean, so much work and effort goes into this to make it just a, a fun TV show. I mean, these guys, if there wasn't the TV production, they uh, might be slower at what they're doing, but um, or maybe the production slows them down a little bit. I don't know. But they would be out there digging. And Definitely. to turn that into something that's like enjoyable to watch every week, it's mind-boggling because you don't... It's a lot of work. Yeah. Oh. And like all the personalities just fit so well together. They're so... Um, I don't know. Just the fellowship is great. Well, and I mean, we have a small taste of what it was like behind the scenes, just as production stuff goes, but like, this is on a much bigger hmm. scale yeah, so than big. what, you know, yes. we had experienced, but there was a moment there in that episode. I thought we were going to get the other show that we have all been hoping for, which is the bloopers reel. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, the, the yes. getting stuck in the swamp yes we saw we saw rick fall down in the swamp once in that dive practically (laughs) i mean scott got stuck (laughs) and so the question that many have asked us and probably in you is so when are we going to get a show (laughs) with like all the outtakes because you know there's an editor somewhere with like a little folder oh this is a gem I, I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. I mean, like you said, we've come close. We did the moments you've never seen special, which 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 had some touching and serious moments as well as some funny stuff. Um, and this one had some funny stuff with the camera guys, definitely. So yeah, to to answer your question directly, there, there's no exact plan right now to do one, but I know that there's a huge demand for it. Trust me, I hear you. I get it on my Facebook page all the time. Blooper reel, blooper reel, blooper reel. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. And yes. Second part of your question, the editors have hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of hours to, to choose from. Yes. Oh, man. Sweet. <laughs> there, I can just see this little folder sitting somewhere with the, oh. the really good ones. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to hang on to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen some of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, you know, there's one thing I thought was missing from that episode. <clears throat> and, mm-hmm. uh, you know... For, the thing that the person that wasn't highlighted that I felt like could be highlighted on a behind the scenes episode was this guy. A metal hinge found in the stone foundation of Samuel Ball's home. 
Mr. 1000% agree. Now, let me tell you something that, um, so this has to do with, I, when Kevin, Kevin passed literally, um, while we were working on this special. In fact, I flew to LA to spend three or four days with him working on this special. I was supposed to go to his house. We were supposed to, you know, spend time together. And we had talked the, the day before he died, he called me about it and we were planning it. I had just spent six weeks on Oak Island or, or five weeks and, um, and he died. So I, I, I know that I wanted that. I thought, I thought Clotworthy absolutely. And he's in LA. Um, mm-hmm. so everything, I literally flew home when I found out he passed. I was, I was going to the, I was literally going to the office. I was going to Prometheus and I got the call. I mean, it was just, it was just the most bizarre, surreal moment. One of the most bizarre, sur- surreal moments of my life, of my, of my entire life. So now I'm booking a flight home or, you know, I got a flight home and, um, everything kind of stopped in terms of what we were going to do for that special. So of course that act just became tribute to Kevin. Do, do I think that we should be seeing Robert and his process and the fans want it? 100%. Will I rest until that happens? I will not. (laughs) So yeah, I love Robert. The fans love Robert. He's an awesome and very interesting guy with a great story his on his own. Right. I think, I think maybe even Robert coming to the Island in a main episode, is really what's necessary uh, at yes. some point, right? I mean, I really we brought the re- we we brought the Reader's Digest article writer. Um, why why not the voice of the show? Now there are some people who believe. I'll just throw this out there, maybe devil's advocate. There are some people who believe you never want to see the voice of the show, but I, I think that's a I think that's kind of old school thinking at this point in this day and age. Because you can literally just go on social media and you see them right there, right? So it's like, or you can see them on Google. Yeah, yeah. so it's like th- those days are kind of over, I think. So um, I think it's going to happen in some way, whether it's my show or the main show, uh, whether it's drilling down to the main show, you'll you'll see more of Robert. He's he's the greatest. He's the goat. Yeah. I, uh, well, exactly. Yeah, you know what? Um, so we love Robert. Uh, he, he he's the name of our podcast. I was you know, going to say. He, he yeah. Right. Right. We love him. Um, you know what's funny? Someone sent us this a while back, and we weren't planning on doing this, but I'm going to do it right now. I have no do idea it. what he's about to do. I apologize <laughs> now. Yeah, take, take a listen to this. Oh, that didn't work. Hold on. So apparently, we're not going to take a <laughs> No, we're going to. to. I just didn't have the right thing volumed up. There we go. All right, let's take a listen to this. There is an island in the North Atlantic Ocean where people have been searching for an incredible treasure for over 200 years. So uh, that's like the because different regions have different narrators, I guess, and it's not. Oh, yeah, it, that's it, the it, British yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, here, listen to this one. Using a forty-ton excavator, Billy Gerhardt will carefully dig along the suspected path of the rock feature. Fantastic! That's so funny. <laughs> Else. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I like mean, when you when you hit like the SAP button on your uh, on Netflix and <laughs> you watch the movie in a different language. Oh man, yeah, it's kind of crazy though. But he is so iconic. Like, yeah, I just I, I just feel like there's there's some kind of drilling down special with um, with Mr. Robert Clotworthy. We I know can, he. I'm all for it. Yeah, he desperately wants to meet the guys. You know. Yes. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We heard an interview that you did with him a while back. I mean. Yep. Yeah. He's just he's great. A very interesting guy. And yeah, uh, and we love his clotworthy moments. That's what we call these clips like this one here. 
A button from a member of the British Navy discovered in the foundation of Samuel Ball's former home? Yeah. Uh, in case awesome. you didn't know, we pit two of them against each other each week and make everybody vote on which is the plot-worthy moment of the awesome. week. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Great stuff. He's the cornerstone of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the voice of the show, man. He's, that's it. It's so important. Yep. He is great. All right. So I got a quick little list here of um, things that I thought were interesting that you, we just might get your so you two cents on. These? Oh, yeah. 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 Go out and throw up your uh, images. DJ's got some images. I'll explain them to the podcast only listener. Wow. All right. So we're yeah. looking at the uh, possible Chinese cash coin. Yeah. That, uh, that I mean, Mm-hmm. What 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 I what what strikes me about that is that this season, uh, and this is very indicative of of this point, and I, I make this point to Rick and Marty, so I can't say too much in the in the season finale special. But um, you know, everything they found, not everything, this season had a little bit of a theme in terms of their finds, and it was mm-hmm. high end. They kept finding things that very wealthy or important people would have the business owners of the day, if you will, the guys running the show. Right. And this item is one of those things. Um, so in other words, what the experts said about this in part is that this didn't, we, we're not saying that this thing came from China 5,000 years ago from, you know, on a, on a <laughs> boat from China, but because someone who carried this, it would have been a totemistic type of thing. This was something a very successful world traveler might have had in his coin pouch. Um, like I wear my lead cross, right? So like your average worker, your average tunneler, your digger wouldn't have this item. So to me, it's very strange and very important. And it fits into that kind of weird storyline. So Incredible like find. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe. You got the next picture? Yeah. Let me. This one was so tiny. Mm. Yeah, and there's another uh, the uh, high end item. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just goes to speak too. Yeah, it could be like a. So they think it's like a drawer handle. Um, this yep. is that gold object that they teased in a bunch of the commercials yep. in uh, before the season began and up until it happened. But I mean, it looks like a gold nugget or something. <laughs> Everybody's so excited. It does. They and really that's that's the excitement that the team goes through too. You know what I mean? Like you pull something like that out of the ground. You're like, Oh my God, we did it right in the immediate yeah. aftermath. Um, yeah, again, high end type of item, luxury type of item. Now, what is that doing on an Island where according to the history, the most exciting thing happened was a few cattle or oxen were put on the Island to store them. You know what I'm saying? Something happened on Oak Island. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. thousand percent believe it. Oh, here's a good one. <laughs> They're showing you the ring bolt. Billy yeah. hands this thing to you. And what do you think? Great moment. Well, in that moment right there, what I'm really thinking about, to be honest, is I was dying to see the road. And yeah. the way they brought we we went in the back way. We went in through the Nolan property just so that my reaction to the road would be real. Like they didn't want to recreate my reaction to the road. So I came in through like the Nolan property for that shoot. And so I knew it was right behind me. Um, so yes, I was fascinated by that, but I knew it came from over there. So I'm like, what is over there? What is over there? So that's kind of what I was thinking of that moment. It it was fun to watch you squirm a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I got to see it and I did, it took my breath away. Yeah. The whole ring bolt thing was really cool to see Mm -hmm. because they've been talking about them for years and look, that thing's legit. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. It's a great point, Dustin. Like that's the other thing in my mind is like, I've heard about these ring boats and then to hold a massive one was like, whoa. 
Okay. Oh. We're on How heavy here. is it? Very. Yeah, very heavy. It actually doesn't. It looks like I'm holding it with my fingers, which is weird because it was. I kind of had to hold it in a fist because it was very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. I thought it was maybe the key to the causeway. When like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looks like I'm getting the key to the to Chester Bay or something. I'm getting the key to the city. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, geez, that's intense. Yeah, that's the next one. Okay, oh, there it is. is what we were talking about, right? So yep. everybody being excited and. Uh, yep. You saying let's dig a big expensive hole. <laughs> yes, amazing. And then we got uh, the rosehead spike, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, and yes. that had the cement on it that yeah, uh right. Michael John found. Yeah. Yeah, chap treasure hunter of the year. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been great. Another another COVID um addition kind of because it was all hands on deck because we were limited in who who was there and what we could shoot and stuff. So another happy accident. That guy was all hands on deck and he was phenomenal in finds. And that's, that speaks to the chapel vault, right? Um, perhaps. So exciting stuff. Yeah. So who, who was it that told us they call Michael John Hawkeye? Uh, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Cause like, I guess he has Eagle vision, you know, he's, he's able to zero in on these artifacts and uh, I mean, he's, he's uh, the new King of the watch table. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I've been, I've been calling him the uh, Gearheart property improvement employee of the year. How about the fact that I have the hands of a 98 year old? <laughs> is that, are, are is those, that your are, hand? That's my hand. Feet? Definitely. Yes. Yes. I, I remember I had that little, I had that little cut on my thumb. I remember. Well, I was going to say that's from searching in spoils from the year prior. Prior. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's just to go to say. So we showed it in that. Five. We showed it in that special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very cool. All right. And then we got the. See? Uh, C9. There it is. We're recording. Just saying. <laughs> there it is. Thing past us. You don't miss uh, it. And that's more about the. There's the road. road. Yeah, okay. there it is. How magnificent is that thing? Amazing. And then you see on the east there, it goes up. See that? Yeah, you've got it mm -hmm. highlighted, right? Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yep. Incredible. Yeah, I can. Like, when we started the season, this was one of the furthest things from my mind. It would not have even entered my mind. No. I can tell you something really cool, though, and then you saw it in the behind-the-scenes special. So the first the first day I saw it, now I don't want to mess this up. I, well, it doesn't matter because it's just detail work. But I, as I remember it, the first day that I saw it was the day Marty arrived and first saw it. And that's what we captured in the behind the scenes episode. So we ca so in other words, not a, a, a normal drilling down, I'd be doing my thing. And then they would say to me, we got to be here out of here at two because Marty's going to see the robe for the first time. That's the scene we're doing. He's coming. Uh -huh. Well, because we're doing it behind the scenes, we are like, Marty's coming at two. Let's film it. Right. Let's film them filming Marty arrive. So I mm -hmm. got to see it for the first time. And then I ran into the uplands there and watched that whole scene and talked to Joe about how they capture it and stuff. So that was all involving that road right there. I got to watch Marty see it for the first time and then watch the film crew capture that. It was pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah that's super cool. So cool. And then we have Speaking you here. <laughs> you two Ish. are so excited. Yeah. yeah. That so at this point you're watching uh, Gary metal detect. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, Ish, Ish said something to me. It's funny. Ish, this guy, I'm, well, I, I can see him. I, the guy next to me, um, Ish Soto, yeah. the producer, um, he said something like, dude, what? Because he kind of realized like we're doing a drilling down behind the scenes special, but we're also really filming Gary. And he's like, what if he pulls out something really like really <laughs> incredible? You know what I mean? And I go, well, it's what Kevin said, the late Kevin Burns, like during a drilling down special, I, they thought I found something big one of the times I was digging. And he go and they said, geez, what should we do? Do we do we bring this on the main show? Do, do we wait? 
you know, what do we do if, we, if this thing is what we think? And Kevin said, who finds it, finds it. And where, where it airs is where it airs. You know what I mean? So we were wicked excited ish and I, cause it's like, it could be great for we could show it twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could yeah. see it on the behind the scenes. And he ended up pulling up some really cool artifacts that day. So we were just like two kids in a candy shop. It was awesome. That's cool. Is that the day he pulled up the lip lipstick container? Because wasn't this over on Lot 25 with Samuel Ball's foundation? Um, I don't know he, if it was, it was the coins. Thing. Uh, uh, what did he pull up? Yeah, coin? coin. Yeah. Mm. And then he found a matching coin in here. Uh, yeah. I'd have to look back at that. Yeah. Well, whatever. It was just great moment. Yeah, great moment. So cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a couple other things that we don't have, we didn't pull up images of that. I want to just get your quick take on uh, sure. pine tar kiln. Yeah. There's, there's more to come on the pine tar kiln in the season finale special. I can tell you that uh, in my special, I don't know about the season finale of the main show, but in my season finale special, it definitely comes up and I'll just say there's some interesting thoughts about the pine tar kiln. That's all I can say. Sweet. Something that we really enjoyed was um, when they were doing the work at the Pine Tar Kiln at the beginning of the season, we had a David McGinnis. Yes. Yes. That was yes. so much fun to see. He Amazing. Where'd and the guy go? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd imagine we're going to see him again because he's been still involved. Um, oh, he, good. he, uh, yeah, that was a very surreal feeling standing at an Oak Island dig site with an actual descendant, an actual McGinnis. Uh, really eerie and really cool. He's a super nice guy too. Oh, I believe it. Oh yeah. And so we didn't just have David McGinnis show up this year. We have uh, Aaron Taylor joining the trial team. Oh yeah. Permanently. We saw him once last season, but now we have Miriam as well. Uh -huh. So and yeah. Liz and Liz, yep. Liz Michaels over there working with uh, Laird every single day. I mean, yeah. It's it, it's growing and it's an growing. Army. And um, Aaron has been so good to us, so oh, good man. to us as viewers because we get gems like this. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> Fantastic. We, we that a little too often, but it, it's it's so good. <laughs> I gotta spend more time with that guy. <laughs> oh man, he has yeah. a lot of great, you know, dad jokes yeah. and one-liners that yeah. come in at perfect time. Yeah. It's good. the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, awesome. The only other guy that rivals him, I think, is this guy, Terry Matheson. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> like, he has a bunch of fun little one-liners too. You know, it's fantastic. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, let me see. I had a, Oh, serpent mound. Yeah. That was a crazy thing to try to well, get the load on. And I loved hearing Doug's, um, you know, research on it, even though it's not what it ended up being, but right. It was super mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, I was actually kind of relieved in a way that it wasn't a serpent, serpent mound because then it's like, Oh my God, what, what now? What, you know what I mean? Like that, that would have set the everything on a whole different direction. That's almost, but I'll tell you what, Mm -hmm. some interesting things have been found in that area, as you know. So who cares that it wasn't a serpent mound in a way, you know, there's some weird yeah. artifacts in there and we know where those spoils come from. So exactly. very interesting. Yep. Yeah. And I think the last thing that I just had jotted down here real quick was like those keg lids that they mm -hmm. found. Mm. Um, like literally we have, Oh, there is one other thing, but uh, the keg lids, lids that are wooden mm -hmm. and Rick's just standing there saying, Oh, what's that? You know, like yeah. that's something you can't even find with a metal detector. And then we have Mary, Mary, Gary with the metal detector, but he sees something wooden and it's this stonemason's tool yeah. that looks yeah, like it has the right angle on it. And it's like, what the heck? Crazy. crazy. Like someone just dropped it next to it. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I'm just so happy they have those eagle, the eagle eyes on it all right? because they know, you know, they know what to look for. If something looks a little bit off, they're going to take a closer look and we love it. 
Awesome. It's so fun. Um, all right. So before we wrap up here, because uh, we are getting closer to the end, mm-hmm. we do yep. have something fun to show you. Well, right. a few something fun. So yeah, okay. you know, we're always putting out all kinds of, whether it be artwork, aka like the arc you've got below or something fun to keep people engaged. One of the things we did is Dustin had found this app where you like put people in and you can turn yourself into like a Pixar cartoon. Oh, neat. So we went through and we had done a bunch of the uh, fellowship. Mm-hmm. So we thought this would be a good opportunity to share some of them again and you know because the reason i wanted to really bring this up with you is because looking at this if if we could really turn this these guys into cartoons man this could be a killer animated series the curse of oak island animated series wow wow okay whoops oh there's marty oh my god (laughs) i now i can't imagine marty would be too happy with that one (laughs) well we (laughs) have another one marty that uh dj looks like i I didn't have them all in here so yeah and there's marty (laughs) okay uh he looks like uh dustin hoffman or something (laughs) (laughs) good call i wouldn't have seen that Mm. oh my god oh my god look at oh that's pretty good dr ian spooner is pretty good Like Doctor Ian Spooner looks like he's a cartoon character. I mean, yeah, a little bit. It's it's he was pretty good. Born for this, I think. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, <laughs> I gotta say again, this guy right here is just it's it's like um, I don't know. I always put things in sports analogies. It's probably to my detriment, but it's like the, you know, the the hitter you don't expect comes up and hits a grand slam in Game Seven of the World Series. This guy just yeah. vaulted to. Uh, this is a huge moment in Oak Island, man. It's awesome. Yeah, he deserves well, his own. He deserves his own card Pixar character. Serious. Yeah, he's like the MVP. You know. Yeah. He, he is something special this year. I'm so glad he's yep. part of the team. He's a treasure. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, oh, we got Dave. Oh. <laughs> wow, his eyes look. Good. Yeah, his eyes. His eyes are so. Uh, well, so haunting. Big when <laughs> you're a cartoon character, oh, right? Right, Blair, right. Always I looking love Blair. concerned. Laird's yeah. so awesome. I'm, he uh, is. Laird is great. We've talked to him a couple times. He's wonderful. All right. Then we got Clotworthy. How about that? Hey, my man. Bobby C. <laughs> That's and pretty good. It, yeah. I, I would say so. Yeah, these how are about that one? Oh, my God. I look like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I look like, you know, it reminds me a little bit of, um. it looks a little like, uh, what's his name? Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> yeah. In like Here's 24. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Jack Patton or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. that's so, funny, guys. Yeah, we had to. F- we tried to find uh, pictures of the cast with right. like looking at the camera. Sometimes we were successful. Sometimes we weren't. We just we made do with what we had. But um, yeah, Too this funny. was a lot of fun. Amazing! <laughs> you guys are fantastic. Good stuff. Next is so we know you're a funny guy. You like funny things. Mm-hmm. We like funny things. So we want your take on some of these. What we know have been memes that have been oak island related uh here's one of our favorites of course (laughs) (laughs) playing in a sandbox oh that's awesome they're building sand castles i mean that's awesome yeah that's (laughs) amazing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sometimes getting a bracket sand castle with that type of where they're digging though it's be more like those uh, mud castles used to make when you were a kid right those like drippy mud castles yeah I believe it. Oh, geez. Okay. Who's next? So, uh, Oak Island (laughs) memes. Awesome. I'm going to give them a shout out. 
over Your on photo. Instagram. They do an amazing job with coming up with some good <laughs> stuff. So a lot of these are from them. I'm not going to lie. Great. Um, let's see. <laughs> this seems very yep. much, very appropriate. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> this is very Oh, real. my God. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So, yeah, we get excited, but Laird's going to uh, document it. Yep. Yep. And he's going to take exactly what it is. sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Over on the Curse of Oak Island and Beyond, uh, one of our other favorite shows. Um, we love them over there. Uh, yep. They talk, they call him what the COD, the Crusher of Dreams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> That's so funny. And I know uh, Jack calls him what negative Niven. Negative Niven. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Great. I don't know. Maybe he does like crushing dreams. <laughs> I'm not sure. He's not uh. He's a sweetheart. He he actually, you know, he what he does, he saves them saves them a lot of time and heartache and identifying stuff, right? And yeah, he's amazing. Absolutely, for sure. Um, How about yeah. this? All right. So oh this is, my god! Hilarious. This literally looks like you mud wrestling with Jack Bagley. Jack, it kind of does. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to show this one to Jack and be like, "Yeah, don't mess with me, man." Yeah. <laughs> for a second, I'm like, who is that? That's Who is funny. that? It's you. That's funny. And then last but not least. Oh, yeah. You. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been getting into the meme game a little bit. So I actually have a great one coming out tomorrow, I think. Mm, yes. Uh, so keep an eye it. out for that. So yeah. is that really what they put you through? when? Uh, <laughs> Sometimes. Hosting? Sometimes. I mean, look, I, it's either super cold when I'm there or super hot. It's very rarely in the pocket, you know. And, um, yeah, I'll go where I need to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so that photo on the left is back in your studio days. When studio, it was studio season one. Talk. That's right. Yeah, but that's, no longer. That's right. You're on the field, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. That's where I like to be. Uh, is that the end? That yeah, it? that's all of them. That's so funny. Well, we had fun uh, looking at some memes with you. Awesome. Um, is there, uh, let's see here. We do have a couple more questions. Do you have a, How much time do you have, Maddie? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm good for another five minutes or so, if that's all right. Okay, okay cool. Let me just pull up. That'd bring our... us to 130. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. I got a question from. All right. Well, this this question pops up a lot. It looks like we got it from Barb. Right. We have like, what is your favorite kind? What's your favorite find? And what's your favorite area on Oak Island? Oh, great question. So my favorite find it it hasn't been found yet, but it's it's the discovery, the scientific results of Dr. Spooner. I mean, I'm more excited about that than the, the, the cross was it and still is in terms of, cause you can hold it. Right. We don't know yeah. if they're going to be able to get to this silver. We don't know a lot about it, but it just vaulted because it's just so stunning. Precious metal in the money pit. What more do you need? Um, it's mind, mind blowing. Yeah. Whether they can get it or not is, is almost ancillary to me at this point. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it's just, it's, it's, um, okay. So then, um, and then the other question, my favorite area of the Island, I have a little, space on the island on the western shore that i go to that um on my first day the first time i ever interviewed rick and marty i i, I got stricken with kind of like at the last second uh, i hadn't met them yet um and i was interviewing them on the island and uh oh no i had met them i think but it doesn't matter i never sat down with them and interviewed them and um they weren't they had not really done interviews either they had done OTF interviews, like when you see in the show of them talking about what you just saw, like those are just interviews to camera with a producer asking them questions, but they had never sat down in director's chairs really and done a long form interview. And so I got really at the last second, I was like, these questions are all wrong. 
like I'm doing, I'm, what am I doing? What, what if, th- if these guys could hate me? You know, like I'm, I just kind of had this self doubt and I went on to the Western side and I actually, <laughs> it was about two hours before I was supposed to go in the old war room and interview them. And I ended up, um, I went for a swim. <laughs> I jumped in the water and then got changed back at the hotel and went back for the interview. And so ever since then I've gone to that little, it's my little private area and I just sit out there and before a work day as much as I can. And I just have a moment and I just love it. It's just awesome. It's awesome like Maddie, Maddie beach or Maddie Cove or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll never tell anyone quite where it is, but uh, <laughs> it's on the Western shore, kind of boulderless beach area, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Cool. Um, let me see. We, Oh, so here's a here's a fun question for you that's not necessarily just all Oak Island. Are you going to play golf with Rick and Marty on your next trip to Nova Scotia? I want it golf? so bad. So yeah. So I know that some I haven't yet, but I know that some some of the crew members that you saw on the behind the scenes special a few years ago did golf with Rick. Now Rick and Marty used to play quite a lot of golf with their fathers. So it's one of their one. Of, I've talked to them both about it. Um, their father loved it and they kind of, they totally stopped when the father passed, mm-hmm. but Rick did one day go out with a few of them. Um, I talked to them about it almost every time. Now here's, who's a, I think, uh, Craig Tester's a real big golf fan. Um, okay. so I, I, yes, the answer is if there's any way I can get them out, I've been trying for years, but again, we're all so busy. I think there's a better chance maybe with Rick. Marty seems to have no, he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not golfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you ever see the, um, okay. So one of my favorite movies is happy Gilmore, right? Oh, I love, great. love, love happy Gilmore. Great. So he's, he's, um, he's the pro and he is golfing with Bob Barker at one time, at one point in the movie. Right. So like, let's get Maddie or Rick and, uh, you know, you guys could be the celebrities golfing with pros <laughs> at one of these, uh, celebrity tournaments. There you go. That'd be awesome. I would, right? I've, I've actually played in a couple of those over the years. Uh, oh, nice. and, and they're, 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 I, I used to cover the Tahoe one for NBC sports. Hmm. So I played with, uh, one year I played with Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, cool. And then oh, the buddy. other year, I, I played with John O'Hurley from Seinfeld, um, mm-hmm. the white-haired guy with Elaine's boss. And I played mm-hmm. with this guy Wally Serbiak, who was an NBA player. So yeah, I played a few of those. They're 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 quite fun. Very cool. All right, so um, let me see. I got one more, mm-hmm. and it is from Dana Sanderson. Mm-hmm. If you had a hundred dollars to bet on where the treasure is on the island, where would you allocate your bets? So like. You know, you could allocate $50 toward the money pit, 25 in the swamp. You know, you got uh, maybe put a dollar up in the uh, mega bin. Well, I would have I would have put a good amount in it. And like I said, look, you got the stone road, the eye of the swamp, 1200 AD and the paved air, you know, like all these weird, the 200 foot long anomaly. We don't know what it is. So I was always kind of a swamp guy. But right now I would double down, give my hundred completely to Dr. Spooner and say, mm-hmm. follow, follow the water, follow the water, follow the water, follow the water. I'll give you 200 bucks. Go. So in case, in case the listeners and everybody watching live right now hasn't caught on, this was the uh, the biggest deal in Oak Island history, what happened last week. And Maddie's telling us that we need to listen. And it was super exciting. Like we said earlier, it was a wow episode. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to probably do a recap podcast of it tomorrow. Yep. And, um, we just want to say thank you so much to Maddie Blake for giving us your time tonight um, for hanging out with us. Thank you to Prometheus entertainment for arranging this. You Mm -hmm. guys are, you're amazing. Yeah. Your, your team is amazing, Maddie. And uh, we love everything that you do on the Island and you know, 
can't wait to chat with you again in the future at some point. Well, you guys make it happen. And Rick and Marty are always in awe that you exist, that these fans like you are so passionate. They love it. They're inspired by it. I'm inspired by it. So thank you. All right. Well, I guess that's it for us. So until next time. Could it be?